Welcome to Mac Chat. My name is Molly Bushman. We are here to talk about all things McDonald Area Catholic Schools. Would like to give a shout out to our sponsor, Cobblestone Hotels. Thank you, Cobblestone, for your support of our Catholic schools. And I am so excited to welcome two wonderful ladies today, Mrs. Barb Eckright, a veteran teacher here at Max, and uh, as well as alumna, class of 84, right? Class of 84. All right. Uh, and Ms. Bryn Wiedemeyer, uh, seventh grade, right, Bryn? Yeah. Yep, here at Notre Dame Middle School. Welcome, Barb. Welcome, Bryn. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Um, so... Barb, you're currently teaching at Holy Ghost, right? Third yes. grade. Mm-hmm. Third grade. Um, yeah. So if you could just walk us through, you've been, uh, gra- like you said, graduated in '84, mm-hmm. landed back at uh, Max Teaching. Just walk us through a little bit of your your background, your journey. All right. So, um, I was. I'm a product of the Chippewa Catholic Schools that was before we were consolidated. I went through St. Charles first through eighth grade. Um, went through McDonald High School, graduated in 1984, went to UW-Eau Claire with, to get my teaching degree, and um, probably the first and only interview I ever had was with Mrs. Margaret Glose to come back home <laughs> to McDonald at Great Catholic Schools. I was hired as a first grade teacher. Um, I had a three-month-old newborn at home and um, started my career at first grade at St. Charles. And then um, she was probably about six months old when I was found that I was going to have my next baby. Oh, wow. So I went to Holy Ghost for a halftime position in fourth grade. Um, I taught fourth grade for... 20 years, I guess, about that, and then moved down to third grade. So I've been in third grade for the last 13 years or so. So this is my 33rd year as a teacher at, at McDonald Area Catholic Schools. So wow, phenomenal. That is phenomenal. And we're just so blessed to have you here. Thank you. I appreciate um, that. Yeah. And so, Brent, moving over to you, um, not 33 years at McDonald Area Catholic Schools, <laughs> no. but. Um, being in seventh grade here, you've been here since kindergarten, right? Right. Yeah, so tell us a little bit more about what you enjoy about being a student at Max. Um, well, I really like it at McDonald because it really helps you connect with your faith a lot more. And yeah, so yeah. you probably, I mean, the, and then there's also school, right? Like classes. So, <laughs> so I, I promise not to ask you the square root of anything. <laughs> Um, but I did warn you, I was going to ask the, the golden question. What is your favorite class at Notre Dame Middle School? Um, favorite class right now is probably like science because we're learning like chemicals and stuff. And it's really like interesting and everything about how like putting things together. And yeah. Yeah. Mrs. Yeager does a great job. Yeah, right yeah. now we actually have Mr. Loomis because she's on maternity leave. But oh, that's right. Next trimester we get her back. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, both great teachers. And um, yeah. I think Mr. Loomis is a great addition to the team, too. Yeah. Um, so I understand, uh, Mrs. just so you know, Mrs. Eckright handpicked you for this episode. <laughs> yeah. You must be very special. Um, she is. So, so I'm assuming you had Mrs. Eckright in third grade. Yes, I did. All right. Mm-hmm. So, Mrs. Eckright, tell us a little bit about how you've seen Bryn grow. Well... As you can maybe pick it up a little bit, Bryn is kind of a, a little bit shy, but um, I guess one of my favorite things about being a teacher is all of the kids, the shy ones, the really outgoing ones, the maybe the little bit wonky duck ones, they all have their place 
in our community and our place of learning. And I love to see all of them bloom into the best thems that they can become. And um, when I talk about the wonky ducks, that kind of includes myself, right, Bryn? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's like a, there's a place for the silly, there's a place for the fun, and um, just including all of the children and help them see that they all have a place and help them all see their, their place of growth and how far they've become better people and better at academics and all of those things. That's kind of like, so, so Bryn was one of the shy little quiet ones, yeah. but always just such a special, special kid. And, um, you could always beautiful all the way through, you know? So that's kind of why I thought of her. Like, I think I told you that she's one of my biggest fans. I still, she, this is such a beautiful soul right here. I still get, I get Christmas notes. I get Valentine's I get end of the year little things from her because I think she knows how much she means to me too that yeah. is so kind of you Bren yeah, yeah. she's pretty precious <laughs> that's wonderful I didn't know you had that thoughtful streak though I'm not surprised knowing your parents yeah um so and don't worry I was super quiet and shy when I was younger and it's like it, it, it can you can outgrow that it really can mm-hmm. I'm not sure at what point I just, I just started talking more. I think I maybe decided that what I had to say was more important than being too nervous to say it. Yeah, well, like, when I'm talking with my friends, I'm, like, not shy. And, like, when, like, I meet people, like, I'll never see again. I'm not shy. But, like, when it's people that, like, I know, like, kind of well, but not, like, super well, I'm really shy. So, I don't know. That's okay. You know, you're on your own path. It's it's cool. Yeah. Um, so, I wanted to ask you, kind of going back to... You were talking a little bit about some of the things you love to see in your students. Um, and through 33 years of teaching, I'm sure you have some great stories. And I love the term wonky duck. Like, I think I'm probably a wonky duck, I love duck the wonky too. ducks. <laughs> Oftentimes, the wonky ducks are some of my favorites, you know. Not um, that you have favorites, but <laughs> the most memorable ones sometimes. Right. Um, yeah. So over those 33 years, um, what are some of the changes that you've seen through your years of teaching? Oh, my goodness gracious. So many. Um, just in education itself, there's been there have been so many changes. We um, when I started, we had a lot of just we had curriculum that we wrote curriculum and you built your own units and you did all your other your own. Everybody had to deliver the same things, but in your own way. Um, right now, I think we have more of a very directed kind of curriculum in the elementary schools, at least. Um, not quite as many options probably and I don't know that that's better or worse I really see great progress with it Um, maybe not quite as as creative on the teacher's part but you can still you know add those little twists and we do that whenever we can Um, there's so many differences just with technology and how that affects how the children are and how they react to things even Um, 33 years ago to take the kids outside they could be entertained for hours just by finding cool rocks or a pattern in a leaf or something like that and um, it's a little bit harder now with a lot of the kids because they kind of want like instant gratification or instant just because I think technology just gives them that in their brain so things have been become harder that way too um, I don't know there's, there's just through so many different administrations that we've been through and different trends in education. There's just been so many changes that 
the constant, I guess. One of the things that we're, one of the constants is just to be there for the children and help them develop into the best people that they can be. You know, so the changes are, they'll always happen, I guess. But really, we're here for the kids and for Christ, right? I mean. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, so what is one of the biggest challenges that you faced and how did you overcome it? Um, the hardest part, I guess, probably was when I had a three-year-old, a two-year-old and a newborn baby mm-hmm. and trying to balance work and family and home. All of that was pretty tough. Um, right now, I think there's, I still do things at home a lot, but you put, you make, you learn how to, to discipline yourself to keep work at work as much as you can, you know, and then, um, so just, just prioritizing your time, keeping a balance in your life. That was probably the hardest from the beginning till now. And probably all new teachers would see the same thing because there's so much to do and so much to prep for. And we know when you first start teaching, it's hard to balance out, but you really need to keep that balance of yourself and your family has to come before work, even though, you know, it's, it's really important, an important job, but you have to keep yourself more important, self-care and your family. Yeah, that's good advice for me too. I, um, I think especially, yeah, when you work in a place where the mission of the organization is so important to you and Mm -hmm. just so important, period. Um, I think you can overextend yourself. I know I have. (laughs) Yeah. And we all have. (laughs) Right. 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 So it's good to hear some words of wisdom. I mean, even, you know, young people, just have a lot going on these days so you know i'm sure you're you're looking for balance in your life too bryn yes like balancing like homework and sports is really hard because like i have basketball practice like through almost three days a week and then we have games tuesdays and thursdays mostly Mm -hmm. so it's really hard to like fit homework somewhere in there because like i also have to like eat and like get changed for everything so Mm -hmm. yeah it definitely is challenging to balance that kind of stuff Right, and sleep probably somewhere yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. That's important to grow. So uh, you said basketball. Or are there any other interests and activities that you enjoy at school? Uh, yeah, so I do fall uh, volleyball and spring volleyball for school. And then I do softball for Seymour Flames for travel. And then Chippewa Falls for, like, a league team. So, yeah. Okay. Um, so... You mentioned, you know, one of the things you enjoy being a student about being a student at Max is that it helps your faith grow. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk a little bit more about that? Um, well, like we're in, so I don't have like a normal religion class this trimester, but I have a religion elective. So we're like reading. Well, I finished reading the book, but um, we all like read our at our own pace, and then we have to like relate it to the faith. So like we're le- reading the Line the Witch in the Wardrobe, and then it's like theology of the body, and then there's like units, and like you have to like relate the like some pages and like some chapters to like the faith. Like one of the questions I remember, I was just doing corrections on it. Um, it was about like Edmund betrays his siblings three times, kind of like how he betrayed Jesus three times, so. Oh, wow. Yeah. Or, like, denied him, sorry. Betrayed, denied. Yeah. yeah. Wow, <laughs> that's that's deep. deep. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I think I've read that book yeah. many times and never made that connection, so. Um, yeah, that's, that's really cool, and kind of connecting it to um, 
the actual teachings of the church about who Jesus is and what that kind of means for your life. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. It kind of fits, right, Mrs. Eckert? Mm-hmm. Kind of that whole idea of bringing faith across the curriculum. Right all the way across, yep. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, you know, being in your classroom, I have seen you do that, but I wonder if you could share a little bit with our listeners about how you bring the faith into your classroom. Um, I think that the most important way is just through your real life experiences of what your faith is. Um, I was just, this is going to get me. Um <laughs> I have a, a I have a nephew who was born with a birth defect, and he just passed this past November. But um, so I I use his stories so many times. Like the first time that that something happened with him, that you know I prayed my way all the way to the cities. I prayed the rosary all the way there, but I could never get Thy will be done out my mouth when I got to the Lord's prayer. You know. Um, so the kind of a that's kind of a deep deep thing, but I do share that with the children that like it really is all about God's will, and um, just the the times that all of our prayer chains through 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 the children and through the whole staff have had when we prayed like let's let it get through it again and and he recovered and came through, um, just sharing those stories with the children or when you hear the complaints about I don't like broccoli you know like well you get to eat food with your mouth and you should be grateful right Bryn did you ever hear that right you I know you don't like the broccoli but um just real life experiences that I have and um being a mom and a grandma and the the way that God has has impacted my life and that Jesus has answered so many prayers or has been there for me through so many things you just share those things outright and, and openly with the children realistically and um, they can see it, it working in your life and then they can look for it working in their own too so I think just sharing the real me with my kids you know I think that that's like the most important part of my job well, you've choked me up. Okay, this is bad. The interviewer can't speak. Um, that is really beautiful. Um, and I think you're right. I mean, when we, if we were to say, do all the wonderful things Bryn's teacher is doing with Lion, Witch, in the Wardrobe and Theology of the Body, but somehow that teacher wasn't sharing anything of themselves, um, it probably wouldn't land, right? Right. Yeah. Then I know she does. So, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's that you know being seen as just someone who walks in a lived relationship with Christ for your mm-hmm. students is beyond valuable. And um, the other thing I love to hear about, I, I I knew you had your master's. So changing subject a little bit before we become a puddle mm-hmm. is um, <laughs> is uh, you talked about you know lifelong learning and going back for your master's. Um, like later in your career and yeah. I just you know I'm really inspired by that I wonder if you could share a little bit more about um, being a learner yourself yeah um, you know you're always looking for better ways to meet the kids needs and and as our school system has changed you have different needs you know things that we might not have seen 30 years ago that we see now within the classrooms and um, so in the I don't even remember what year it was that we started the first cohort of the master's program here 
and I was like, everybody, if you want to do it, you should do this. And um, I'm just like, yeah, I'm kind of old. I don't even want to go back. Why do I want to go back to school? Um, and then I thought, gosh, but I feel stagnant. You know, I, in my teaching, I love what I do. The kids are different every year, but my, my teaching, my own everything that I, I just felt stagnant. I'm like, I could really... I could really use a bump, a bumper, you know, give myself a little bit, some more tools in my belt or something. And then I kind of got excited about it. And as I went through it, I even got more and more excited about it because the things that I was researching and trying out in my classroom, um, you just saw the effects of it and it just was energizing, really. It was exhausting. <laughs> my daughter was getting married. The, the, the one semester that we had 11 or 12 credits at the beginning of a school year was also the year that I was getting ready for my first my daughter's my first daughter's wedding so that was exhausting <laughs> but it was still like I said energizing to just come come up with new things to use in the classroom and see the effectiveness of it and um, how it impacted the students learning so um, I was really really glad that I did it. it was pretty it was a wonderful experience really Except for that one semester, but <laughs> back to that, that, that balance. That was, whew, it was yeah, balance. There wasn't a whole lot of balance. There wasn't time for me for anything. There was it was literally school work for my career, school work for my master's degree, get ready for the wedding, which is my family part, and then it was just like whew, done. That was it. <laughs> I mean, I'm done. <laughs> um, yeah, and just for our listeners' benefit, um, I could just chime in a little uh, show note, I guess, is that we do have a master's program here, professional educators program, so um, Max will provide cohorts of our teaching staff um, with funding to obtain their master's degree in education or the humanities, and um, and it's just been a beautiful thing. We I was looking at this just today that we have 26 teachers on staff with master's degree or higher, mm -hmm. which is over half. I think it's nearly two thirds of our teaching staff have master's degree or higher. And like you said, it just adds so much value to yourself as a professional and right. also to what you bring to students. So mm -hmm. I think it's really special. It is. It's pretty special. It was a wonderful thing that came here for us all, mm -hmm. for the kids and for all of us too. Absolutely. Um, so I guess I'm not sure, coming back to Bryn, um, maybe you haven't thought about it yet, but listening to Mrs. Eckright and I talk about college and getting a master's degree, does that make you think about your future? Um, well, I've always wanted to be a teacher since like kindergarten when we had like career day, we would like dress up as like what we wanted to be and I mm -hmm. would always be a teacher. And I think when I was in Ms. Eckright's class, um, she made me want to be a teacher even more. Because I just saw how good she was with, like, the kids and everything. And it just, yeah, it made me very inspired. Like, that's what I want to be if I was a teacher. Like, I want to be exactly like Miss Eckright. <laughs> oh, no, we're crying I'm again. I'm not going to cry. I'm not gonna, I, I lied when I said that. I always cry. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. Thank you. Bro. Oh, how exciting. How exciting. Yeah. I love to hear that. Yeah. Um, and I imagine, you know, your dad maybe had something to do with that, too, with his now yeah. over 20 years in education. Yes. Um, I think it was, like, sometimes, like, when I would, like, in, I don't, it was either in third or fourth grade, I would, like, ride the bus here, and he was doing, like, art teaching and everything. And um, his students, who are now, I think, sophomores, um, they would be in the classroom when I got there, and it would be first it just started out with just like me in the room and then it would one of my friends um you know in line at school she would come with me here 
and like because her sister was in that class and so like we would just all like hang out and like he would play music and he goes like well if you don't if you want a different song like you have to sing this song so then you can change it and it was, I thought it was super funny because like they don't know this song it's like they're really I didn't even know them and like he plays them all the time and like they were like really old songs and I thought it was super funny <laughs> and all the kids would be like well that's not fair and I, <laughs> I was like well that's kind of cool like I would want to do that if I was a teacher so fun yeah is it what's it like having so um yeah, just for listeners' benefit, Bryn is Bryn Wiedemeyer, who is the uh, daughter of our principal, Mr. <laughs> Eric Wiedemeyer. Um, and what it, what is it like having your... I, I can share. Let me share one thing to, to break the ice a little bit on this, give you a breather. So my mother, before she passed, was a teacher. And my stepmother, before she retired, was a teacher. And I always thought it was like the coolest thing that my mom was a teacher <laughs> and whenever I got to go to school and help or anything like that. So, I mean, it's a step up, right? Your, your dad is principal. So, <laughs> I mean, what is, what is that like? Um, well, every time when like, I don't know, like it's kind of awkward sometimes and like people expect me to know things. Like people will text me like, oh, like can we wear sweatpants tomorrow? I'm just like, well, like, I don't know. Like he's not home right now. and like, I'm not, I don't know. And I'm like, well, I'll ask them when I get home. And they're like, okay, just, like, let me know. And, like, they'll always be like, uh, do we have school tomorrow? Like, if there's, like, a snowstorm or whatever coming, they'll always be like, like, we have, like, this group chat with all the girls in the grade and, like, the whole grade even. And, like, everyone's like, well, do we have a story tomorrow? I'm like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> I'm not supposed to know until tomorrow morning. Like, I can't tell you anything. Even if I did know, I can't say anything. Yeah. So, yeah, that's yeah, funny. I think yeah. that I, I understand that because, of course, my daughters are here and I'll be put in the middle of those. They'll be put in the middle of those situations, <laughs> too. But, I mean, are you proud of your dad? I know he's proud of you. Yes, I am because when he was, like, going through the schooling to get his principal's, like, license or whatever, um, it was very stressful for him. And then when he was finally done, he was like, I did it. And I was very, very proud of him. And he felt so accomplished. And I felt very accomplished for him because he did it. <laughs> Absolutely. And I've uh, he and I kind of started in our roles. Well, he's been here a lot longer. But when he started as a principal is when I started at a, as a president. And um, we've just been each other's allies now for almost four years. So I definitely appreciate your dad's work ethic and friendship, too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think we're running close to time. So um, I'll just have a couple more questions for you guys. So if there's anything you really wanted to make sure to say on the podcast, you know, now is your chance to elaborate. But um, I guess one of my questions, Barb, a couple of things are kind of, you know, as a parent, um, how many children do you have? Three. Three. Mm -hmm. uh, what advice would you give to parents um, about sending their kids to Catholic school? Well, I think that one of the things that's always been um, a part of, of the Catholic schools, and everybody was like, oh, we have smaller class size, and we have that, but there really, really is um, a big amount of family here. I used to, when my children were smaller, I parented my students, and now I've been told that I grandparent my students. Uh. <laughs> um, I really think that, that it really is more of a, it's, there's not, they're not numbers, I know, like, there's so much impact on, like, with the whole data, 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 data. I don't teach data, and I don't teach data, I teach children, and um, every Every person in the classroom is just that per that 
perfect, precious, little unique individual. And I think that that whole family feeling, even within the children, sometimes it's a problem when they start treating each other like siblings. But then, you you know, when they start bickering like siblings do, right, Bryn? <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, because you guys have been together. But that is part of the beauty of our system. I think that, that everybody just has their, their place and everybody belongs and everybody is really just part of that whole family. Um, I think that as a whole system, we do a great job of, of letting every single child know that they matter and that they belong, you know, as part of the whole family. And at least I hope that we do. That's why I think we're here. Right. So, yeah. And I think that not that other schools can't do that, but I think that we just have something extra special just with, you know, having Christ as the center of everything that we do. And I think that, um, you know, just the belonging the whole family part of it, I think, is what the most important part of it. Everybody gets what they need and sometimes more, which is cool, which is great. Um, but they get what they need no matter how deep it is. So I think that that's really what we really have. Right. And I think what I heard coming through, you know, part of being a family um, is that we love one another. Right sounds mm-hmm. a little cheesy but it's true i mean mm-hmm. so it's not just um well you know i'm delivering academic content or like you said teaching data it's your your grandma your grandmothering <laughs> in mm-hmm. some ways i mean of course mm-hmm. you're also bringing your professionalism and providing yes an excellent education but right. at the end of the day they go home and they were loved right you know no matter mm-hmm. what's going on at home um, the other thing I really, I like as a parent is just that, um, parent involvement is the norm. You know, they know what's going on with their students. They know their kids, teachers, mm-hmm. um, the extended family piece of it too. Right. The whole system just is family and, and, and so supportive of each other too. Like you even said with, with you and Mr. Wiedemeyer going through that process, even just the whole cohort part of the master's program or like when I started working with my partner that I have now, we both, we fill in the gaps for each other with, you know, so many things. There's just so much support through and through really throughout the staff and through the kids and through the whole system even. So it's a great place to be. Yes, it is. Um, well, I would like to add about like the family part is like when a kid like goes to a different school like we're all like really sad because like we all have like this really close connection with one another and it's like like we are siblings like what Miss Eckright said like we are like an actual like family because like we all have those like connections with each other because like we've all grown up together like all of the people that like I've known in like my classes like that didn't just come like the past two years have like been with me from like kindergarten and like 4k until now so like you really like learn about each other and like sometimes like I sometimes though like I don't know things about people because like I'm not like really close with them but I still like grew up with them it's so, like but we still like are kind of family because like we know each other in that kind of way yeah mm-hmm. well I'll end with one final question for Mrs. Eckright thanks for sharing that Bryn yeah. um <laughs> What would you say is your biggest pride and joy in being a teacher at McDonald? At um, Holy Ghost, I should say. At Holy Ghost. Um, aside from sounding like I'm tooting my own horn or being arrogant, <laughs> when you um, when you bump into adults out into the community 
and they say, Miss, is that great? I've been told a few times by people like, you don't even know this, but you changed my life. And then you could be crying in the hall at the mo- at, at the Y because like, okay, I can't even remember. I don't know who you are because now you're this man. And uh, tell me how I changed your life. Um, and all teachers have those impacts on people. But when they when you have them or you have their children in your classes later, I have some of those couple generations of families. But when you know, I mean, you hope that you make a difference in people's lives. But when people tell you that you have an impact on their life, you know, you you always told me that you're too smart for that. You don't you don't get to do that here. You're too smart for that. Make better choices. And so then I believed you and I did it. Wow. You know, that's. That's powerful stuff, and I th- I think that just knowing that, um, that you make a difference for people, it's it's pretty humbling, but it's 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 really pretty powerful too. Yeah. Well, amen. And I'm thinking you're. I can see why you inspired Bryn to want to seek a career in teaching and and touch the lives of hundreds, if not thousands, of of people. So, thank you so much for all that you do. Thank you so much to both of you for being on the show. The time just flew by. So God bless you both. Thank you. Thank you so much.